0: Welcome to Redeem Meditations. I am your host, Thomas Sandow, and I am all alone today on this episode. Um, and uh, yeah, I haven't sent anything out for a little bit. Um, yeah, I, I, I think you guys know I like to try to have um, guests on so it's not just me stuttering in your ear for... Uh, half an hour to an hour. Um, but there's been a lot of different, um, scheduling issues that have come up, um, with, uh, people I've been trying to get on as guests, um, a lot of stuff going on in other people's lives and different things like that. And, um, um, you know, I've Try to give them the grace to be like, hey, they wanted to be on this episode and talk about this, so I I wanted to give that that to them. But the show must go on, especially since I'm starting to have uh, one. Guys, you you guys know I haven't had an episode out for about two weeks now, and two I got other. People scheduled to be on really soon and um, I'd like to release their episodes as quick as I can. So we are in the atonement series. The last time that you guys heard from us um, was from nephew and I and we were talking about penal substitutionary atonement. Why we wanted to do that one first, out of all the other different views of the atonement is so that we can really set a bedrock of of this is the basics of and fundamental essentials of how Christians have viewed the atonement since the early church, since the apostles, since the apostolic fathers, church fathers, so on and so forth. Um, this is not a new doctrine. This is not anything, anything new. This is just, um, yeah. This isn't something that uh, John Calvin and Martin Luther, Luther thought 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 up. This is essential Christian dog, dog, doctrine. Now, the other motifs or theories or whatever you want to say, they are. They're not. Wrong, one hundred percent. But if you leave out this penal substitutionary atonement, then you're having a lot of gaps that aren't me meet, me meet, meeting. Remember, um, penal substitutionary atonement. Christ died in our place, bore the wrath of the Father upon Himself for us that is the bedrock of our atone, to, atonement um there but like i said there are a couple more 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 views and um, along with penal substitutionary atonement i agree with them but them all by themselves i i i can't really support their their are pretty rickety um pretty rickety theory um um, but yeah, so let, let, let's let dig in it. So the first one I want to, I want to discuss is ransom atone, tone, the ransom atone, tone element theory, theory. and there are some that straight up say this, that this is the ransom from Satan theory, theory. we get these from verses, um, like. Like, um, Mark 10, where 45, where G- Jesus tells, um, 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 let's see, I'm drawing, drawing on a blank. Sorry, fell or sorry, guys. Um, um, tells, tells, uh, James and John that, uh that uh, he has come to be a ransom for many and then in uh 1 Timothy 2 um 5 5, 5 and 6 Paul explains that that Jesus came to be a to be a ransom for for um for for all um so that, 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 that's where this comes from. So this, this is kind of depicted in a way of, of Jesus is giving his life in payment of, of something or in, in pay, 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 payment for an offense that we have made. And in turn, we get to take his place. Where this issue kind of go, go goes wrong is exactly with this that this theory, if it's not laid on the bedrock of this uh, penal substitutionary atonement, is that that we tend to think that we are ransomed from Satan himself. Um, and that's not entire entirely true. We are we are we are we don't owe anything to Satan. The psal- psal- psalmist explains that when we sin, it is against God and God alone. So our sin is offense to God. Which we must pay a price for. So it doesn't make any sense that we would pay that Jesus would have to pay Satan a price who isn't offended by our sin. You see, see, see where I'm getting at right now. Uh, G- Jesus. Jesus owes nothing to say, say, Satan, and we we owe nothing to say, Satan. Just because we are in bondage of sin um, before regeneration, before coming to Christ, does not mean we're in bondage to Satan. That that we are somehow um, that we are somehow. Po- Possessions sessions of say 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 satan we are totally deprived but we are not say say satan we, we are not satan's cat captive yes ephesians 2 talks about about uh of us being chilled children of wrath But that doesn't mean we're Satan's possession. Yes, Jesus said that uh, the Pharisees were messengers of Satan or workers of Satan. That does not, again, mean that they are of his possession. That somehow he's holding us captive. We are held captive by sin and a depraved mind from, from anything that ple- pleases God. Our will is in bond, bond bondage. the The issue with that that this it kind of falls into, and I'm if you guys have seen. American Gospel too. you guys are going to completely, completely think that I'm ripping off of it. But 100%, if we are going to... This goes into our... Um, is, in my opinion, this ransom view is probably the most popular view that we have in nominal Christianity in America. That... That we get some sort of pay payment from, from whatever um, um, that that Christ has to make a pay pay amen to say, Satan, and that's because Satan is viewed as some sort of um, Hades figure, like in Hercules, where he is the ruler of the underworld. But that's not the case. Remember in Revelation. John says that Satan gets cast into a fire, into the lake of fire. Also, if, depending on your eschatological view, Satan is bound right now or will be bound in the future, it's really hard. Okay? It's, it's really hard for somebody to rule over a place when they're bound, when they're being cast into torment. It's hard to believe that that um, being is going to be ruling anything when they are being cast into judgment. Remember, that is what the lake of fire is. It is judgment. So then we have to answer a question about hell. If Satan isn't the one doing the tormenting, if the demons aren't the ones doing the tormenting, if Satan's not ru- ru- ruling it, then what's happening? What's going on? Who's who's carrying out this this torment? Well... It is God. I know a lot of pe- people have thought, um, you know, um, a lot that that hell is the absence of God. That is true in a sense, and I know um, the great theologian R.C. Sproul said that, but I do believe that he would agree agree with me at this that hell is is the absence of. The grace, goodness, mercy, and love of God. Hell is the place where judgment is poured out upon sin and wrath is poured, poured, poured out where God's wrath is poured out upon sin and sinners. And that seems to be really strange in, in, in our minds. That doesn't click with us because we do have this view of God that he is only loving and kind and and good. But if God is good, how can he leave sin go unpunished? God is the one who is pouring out wrath in hell. And we actually see this and have evidence of this on the cross. Who was it? Who what what whose cup did G, G- Jesus drink on the cross? What was in that cup? It was a cup of wrath. And who was pouring out the wrath? It certainly wasn't Satan. It was God. It was God the fa- fa- Father. So, we see, 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 see this when, when G- 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 Jesus actually exclaims in his human- humanity, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? That's what it means. To be without the pre- pre- presence of God it's not it's not that that all of a sudden God the Father wasn't there and just left the, the room no he left his grace he left his love and kindness and mer- mer- mercy and his wrath was poured out upon him on the cross that is where where, 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 where we see it and I think, a better um, evidence of this um, this ransom theory is better found in in Ephesians one. And I know there's nothing in here that says ransom in what I'm about to read but there is a word redemption in in there and if you guys can just think about like i remember the first time i remembered what like like seeing the word redeem and it was um like probably most pe- pe- people that grew up in my generation was probably with these little iTunes cards and you get your itunes cards and then uh and then you would you would scroll scroll down to the gift card card thing and then put in the note number and click redeem i really didn't know what that meant but all i knew 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 was that somebody had bought this itunes card and then this itunes card had this other person's money on uh, on it and then i was able to buy music back when people bought music You know there might be younger people out there right now that are wondering hey why would you ever buy music then but i I guess that's how fast technology goes i also used to have things called cds um (laughs) but redeemed means something was paid for something was purchased okay Something had already been per 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 purchased for. Okay, so Ephesians one seven, in Him, meaning Jesus, we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of His grace, which He lavished upon upon us in all wisdom and and insight making known to us the mystery of, of his will according to his pur- purpose, which he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. All right. Let's focus on this. In him, we have redemption through his blood. Think about how high of price it is when somebody gives their life for somebody else. Imagine the cost. You know, um, last week, or I guess not last week, but last episode, nephew and I uh, talked about the 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 soldier that jumps on the grenade What was that cost That was a son A father, a brother, a friend um, That was a support That was That was memories That was that, that that was part of somebody's world. That's what that cost. And I doubt the soldier would ever take it back. But that is what, what, what the cost was. That's how important his fellow men were or are to him that he would jump on this grenade. Now if the blood of man is that costly, how much more precious is the blood of the God-man? Is the blood of the son of God? What other price could you possibly pay to have somebody buy you back? If this isn't a a, a, um, a confidence and perseverance of the saints, then I don't know what is. You were bought with Christians. You were bought with the highest price. The blood of Christ. Never to be bought back again. Because his blood is not only royal, it is not only high priestly, but it is divine. Let that sink in a little bit. The Son of God who condescended to be born as the people whom he formed, who he knit together, to be born of to someone who he created. The only one who has the power to save and redeem us. Because he is the only one who could meet the law on our part. He is the only one who has the power to forgive sins. This man, Jesus Christ, is who has ransomed you with his blood who has paid your price paid your offense and he yelled testestalai it is paid in full that is a that was a uh transaction term in greek testestalai meaning to be paid in full the loan the price of something was paid in full Not impartial, but full. And who could ever pay a higher price for you? Who could do that? Satan certainly can't do do that. You couldn't with your righteousness. Not that you have any. Not that I have any, but who is it that could possibly buy you back or even steal you back? Now, the question is, is if you were bought who now possesses you as a Christian? The possessor is the one who bought you. The Good Shepherd. Christ Jesus owned you. And he does not lose his sheep. No, he doesn't. So if we are going to ascribe anything to this ransom theory, we have to ascribe it to to this, this, this ransom being paid to God the Father, not to say, say Satan. because Satan isn't the one who, Who who holds the offense? Satan isn't the one who who is holding us captive. It's actually our depraved mind and sin itself is holding us captive. All right, let's change gears a little bit. Let's talk about. another thing that i kind of see a little um a little bit more right now and i'm not sure that we would necessarily ascribe it to the atonement but it's definitely one of the things that i can see that we're unknowingly ascribing to the atonement But it's definitely being viewed as one of the benefits of life in Christ. And that is um, a bit of a victory motif. And there's a lot mentioned in scripture about um, Christ's victory over sin and death. Um, I mean, it's, it's... it, it's undeniable. It, it it is part of the gospel message that um, Jesus being raised on the third 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 day showed um, the fa- fa- Father's acceptance and pleasure of His perfect sacrifice, um, and Christ walking triumphantly um, out of the grave, defeating sin and defeating death, and yeah. So, but what we've kind of done is we we have uh, we have ascribed this victory to um, to our own lives in a very weird way. Um, first, I I want to talk about how. How I'm kind of seeing it happen in uh, the Christian world and the Christian culture right now And um, and then I, I, I want to show, and then I want to talk about The more uh, biblical, what I see is the bi- biblical stance of, of it So much music, especially right now And a, a lot of um, new prosperity Um teachers out there these um stephen furtix and john grays and um, judah smiths they're talking a lot of walking in victory i mean even you guys know i did a weird internship thing whatever you want to call it um and um they talked about Uh, Walking in the victory of Christ and and Christ free free freezes to victory a life of victory and That's really misconstrued in a lot 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 of ways and I'm starting to see it a ton in uh, modern Christian music um, Especially from a lot of guys that at one point were super solid um seem to be super doctrinally, uh, saturated. And, um, now they have these weird songs about battles and victory and everything like that, but nothing's really expounding on anything. And I, I think, you know, I talked about this with Alex in our, uh, first episode that we did, did together in episode two, where I feel like, those who are seasoned in and mature in cre- cre- Christianity, we tend to project um, how we view, um, especially songs. and we see the, see the song and we're like, oh yeah, that's this. Right here this this applies to this good thing in my in in this good the, the, Theology and we just assume that it's going to be like that for the rest of the con congregation It's going to be like that for the rest of our friends Not knowing that they may be super new to christianity and they may not take it that that way They still might take it in this kind of because the song's so vague they still might take it in this strange way of of making it about them and so there's all these all these preachers talking talking about victory and there's all these songs talking about battles being won and the in the victory is 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 his and our victory is his but but what are they getting at what what so many of them are alluding to is, is, is not victory over, over sin it is victory over the Goliath, the Goliaths you're facing. The, the, uh, the, the Saul's in your way, the, the do, do all the weird, um, Do all the weird heretical um, things from the Old Testament always come from David has to deal with Saul being in in your way and the Goliaths you got to go get and the Philistines and the whatever's. um, Does it always have to deal with David? Like, my goodness. But, but, or this victory somehow brings you into, into achieving your dreams. And, and that's what, what it is apparent, apparently, and it, it's achieving your goals and, or it's getting your, this job, that the, the, the battle of getting this job, the battle of making this money, the battle of getting that girl or getting that guy, or even Noble things like stopping addiction. That 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 yeah, Christ has already won that for 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 you. But what if that isn't who he had it? What he had in mind with his victory in his atonement? You see, G- G- Jesus ne- 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 never promised in us, us any sort of victory on earth here uh script, script scripture uh prom- promises that that if 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 we leave lead pretty much good quiet christian lives that that we will make a fool of those who rise again again get again, again against us but that doesn't mean will have any sort of like awesome favor or victory. In fact, um, Jesus says that this this life is hard. This life is difficult. And guess what? It was hard and difficult before you came to Christ. Before Christ called, called, called you and redeemed, deemed you but it's it's made even harder those are the promises that 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 that, that we we have there is no prompt promise of faith, faith, favor in, in in this world of g g g jesus that, that 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 once you once you are redeemed by 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 him once 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 you are in his fold then everything is just going to be great and he has won all of your your victories on this finite earth that isn't what Jesus said and if the preachers you're listening to if the songs that you are listening to are feeding you that, then they're selling you a bill of goods. They're just, they're they're just, they're just selling you stuff, fluff. You know, Um, (laughs) it cracks me up, Um, especially with all this this weird talk of uh, Uh, who's who's that dork who who thinks he's a boxer and a fight fighter um um paul jake 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 paul yeah jake paul that (laughs) all this stuff going on with him and i posted something on my personal accounts um a couple weeks ago when when he was involved with that circus um um with tyrone woodley um and uh and i posted an old thing from uh nick diaz where um where 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 he uh he said y'all y'all are uh y'all they're selling they're selling y'all wolf tickets (laughs) and y'all just eating them up (laughs) um serious seriously though and 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 it's just uh it just makes sense that a lot of these pastors that are speaking this way about you having victory in your life. Sorry, that's my best Joel Olstein. I can't really do. I can't really chant channel that like uh, Chris wrote wrote, wrote wrote Rosenberg does. Um, but if they're talking nothing but having victory. In your goals and your achieve, achieve, achieve achievements and making your dreams come true. That wolf in sheep's clothing is in fact selling you wolf tickets. Now, I'm, I'm going to be fair. I don't exactly know what wolf t- 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 tickets are. I'm sure it has to do with... um. With with you know some something about about pre- preying on people or something or whatever you know um, you know I'm sure if uh, if uh, I spent more time processing it and not just la- laughing at the things that Nick Diaz said. I would be able to have a better, uh, response, but, uh, I, I just kind of think the term almost might speak for for itself, but yeah, they're, they're selling you nothing. They're selling you false hopes and they're selling you a lie. Wolf tickets and sheep clothing, everybody. You they're making you seem like this is something really fancy and something that you really want that this is something that you really need. And it's really attract attractive, tra- tra- but there's no redemptive value to it. Like can can you serious seriously sit here and tell 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 me that christ atoning death on the cross was done to make your athletic dreams come true was done to make sure you get the guy or girl of your dreams so you can retire by the time you're 55 Is that seriously what you think Christ's atoning death did? Because if that is it, then you are you are horribly and grossly mistaken. The victory that is get 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 given to, to us, the best example I think is is found in in First Corinthians fifteen. Let's start in verse fifty-three. For this perishable body must put on the imperishable, and the mortal body must put on the the immortality. When the perishable puts on the imperishable, and the mortal puts on the immortality, then shall come the pass the sayings as written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your sting? Or where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? Verse fifty-six: The sting of death is sin, and the power of the law, the power of sin, is the law. But thanks be to God, who give, give gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, do you see that? The sting of death is sin. And the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. There was nothing in there about your dreams. There was nothing in there about your trials. Possibly if your trials were obeying the law, but I doubt it. I mean, I guess if you were, you know, a Pharisee type person and you're trying to earn your own righteousness by being a law, but there's not a lot of Jewish people probably even listening to this. In fact, there's probably no Jewish people listening to this at all. Jesus is atoning death on the cross gives us victory over death. Not this physical death yet. Yet. We all know if Christ Terries his second return long enough we will die we will die this physical death but what we will not experience as Christians is we will not experience the spiritual death we will not experience experience that so right there we have this thing of death is sin, okay? Death is caused by sin. Okay? Jesus has given us victory through his blood and through our regeneration. To, to I'm I need to be care- careful to to do the things that are of God's will. A regenerated heart has the ability to not sin. to kill the sin in their life. The regenerated heart has the ability to, at the best and possible to the utmost that it can, to choose to do things not out of self-glorification, but out of glorification of Christ. That is what the redeemed heart can do. That is what the heart that has been bought and has victory over sin can do. Now, let's get back to that physical death part. We all know if Christ returns right this set, 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 second, I don't believe any of the believers die. I don't believe that, that that'll happen. But if we are dead, then we will be resurrected. All right. Okay. So just as Christ showed his victory over physical death by walking out of a tomb, we shall have victory over that physical death one day as well. Now, I do want to talk talk about one thing really quick, and we can probably misconstrue that the law here, talking about the Mosaic Law, and more specifically the Ten Commandments, that we can assume... Something about how we have, we have uh, victory over the law When the law really doesn't have anything to have victory over it Because the law came from God And everything that comes from God is good The law is good Read Romans 7 But what this one, what we have through Christ, remember, this whole victory is done through Christ. Is Christ's perfect obedience to this law accounted on our part as Christians, as followers of Christ, as those whom have been washed clean by his blood, who have been bought with the highest price who has been giving given victory over this sin and death. That, that, my friends, is the victory that we have had through Christ. We have victory because through Christ on our behalf, we have who has obeyed the law it is counted to our credit now we're still bound by moral law but we have to remember we are still bought with that price so we sin we mess up we we you know we stumble and they will pick us up and Christ will still be there open arms to run to us. And to reiterate again, Christ's victory on the cross Gives us victory to walk in newness of life. To walk in a redeemed nature, not a sinful nature. A nature that has the ability to glorify God. But not, er, not just the ability to glorify self. Well, guys, that uh, that's a um, that's a lot, um, especially of just me talking in your ear holes, um. So I'm gonna end the, this one with that. Um, remember, like I said last week, uh, still got a giveaway going, going, on. Got a little something for Coronado Coffee, and a little something something with uh. With Undying Light and then uh, also a little something coming from from me. Um, I'm going to be getting what I want you guys to do uh, for that giveaway soon. Um, But it is going to be doing something that that involves growing the show. Guys, I want to try to grow the show to try to... uh, reach more p, p people that's one of the reasons why i have created the um the redeem meditations page on instagram rather than just use my uh, my per, personal page um i i would like to grow the show or um, be able to reach more p, p, p people so if you know anybody that just wants to listen to uh, a a um a dude Blabber on about theology and things like that, and if you uh, or you know you have people that you really think um, need need something like this in their 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 life. I'm not saying I am the best theologian. I'm not saying I am the best um, um, exegete or have the best hermeneutics or homiletics in the world, but. It, it it's something it's some, some, some something so um guy guy guys if you know anybody that, that that could be blessed by this show share it with them guys share it on your so, so social medias um I know one of the things used to be uh, to rate and write a comment and different things thing things like that I don't know about any of that. Just share it with your friends. Um and then I guess if you want to rate stuff, you can. If you want to leave, leave a comment, you can. Try to leave a funny story so it's at least entertaining for me made to read. <laughs> well, um guys, uh that's a wrap and uh thank you for listening and until next time.